It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. The Super League is falling apart already. Great news. Um, Had a little bit of a rant about it earlier on, so you can imagine how delighted I've been to see all the events unfolding tonight. It is a really, really busy night in terms of football news. There are reports coming out about Certain clubs wanting to leave the, the, the Super League. We're hearing about chairmen's and presidents resigning. We're hearing it all this evening. So I'm going to try and keep my eyes on Twitter during the show. But if anything breaks, make sure you let us know in the chat and we'll be sure to discuss it. Joining me to unpack what has been a crazy 48 hours for the world of football are my two regular panellists. It's the return of the social club, which means it's the return of Dan DeLuca and Simon Alavi. Uh, first of all, Dan, how you doing, mate? I'm just just shell-shocked by it all, to be honest. I just, just don't know where to start. I'm all right. Yeah. Just, good. Good. Glad uh, to hear it. And Mr Alavi, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, good. As, as the guys are saying in the chat, I'm, uh, where is it? Bouncing. There you go. Bouncing. Uh, before I forget, and before it disappears off of my screen, I want to say a massive thank you to Kyle Clark, who's just signed up to become a member of the Chronicles of Aguna channel. If you are interested in signing up, getting a membership, getting access to some additional content, as well as some other benefits, which include access to our private Discord server, then click on the link in the description. We'd love to have you. Get your questions in, get your comments in. We want to hear from you throughout the night. Let's start with DeLuca. It feels as though the wheels are falling off. The wheels of the Super League are falling off. And we haven't even heard from Spurs yet. But, I mean, in all seriousness, this was a terrible idea. How did you initially react to it? And how are you feeling now that it looks as though, and it's not over yet, but it looks as though we're heading towards the collapse of this ridiculous elitist concept that was threatening to ruin our game so i'm I'm angry about it all um i'm angry about more than the super league uh, as well which i'm sure we'll get onto if i get the opportunity on the show to kind of share some of some of my views i'm angry at uefa i'm angry at fifa i'm angry at gary neville um i'm angry at i'm angry at all the people who are taking the moral high ground over the last couple of days because you know the concept was absolutely ridiculous, but th- there's a lot to it. Um, I'm angry that Tottenham were involved. Um, I'd have been angry if Tottenham weren't involved. Like it, it's just there's nothing about there's nothing about the state of football that's good at the minute, and I think this is this is just a part of it. Um, but it's good to see it's good to see some of the. I've only got a view as to as to who the ringleaders have been. I guess um, you know I'm not saying some clubs are worse than others, but. You know, there will be some ringleaders and followers. I'm glad to see some of the big players falling apart like Edward would falling on his sword. I'm pleased to see that. Um, 
Florentino, uh, Fiorentino Perez um, having to eat eat humble pie. And, you know, I'm pleased to see that. So some good's come out of it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. There are some reports doing the rounds on social media that Stan Kroenke is, is now considering selling the club because the, of the what we expect to be the collapse of the Super, super League. I'll take that with a pinch of salt right now because we are recording live at almost 9pm on Tuesday night. By the time our audio listeners get this, it will be the morning. So a lot could change between now and then. So just bear that in mind when listening to the podcast. Alavi, um, I was... When I first heard about the Super League, I, I told myself that I wasn't going to overreact. And I told myself that I wanted to take 24 hours to think about it, 24 hours to process it, and to understand a little bit more about what it was, how it would work, and the consequences it would have on the wider game. Having had that 24 hours, I, I went from being against it to completely against it. Have you felt as as this thing has, has sort of progressed, that this could be even more and more damaging. Has you felt as time's gone by that actually football really is at a crossroads here? I think I, I probably didn't react quite as, I guess, vociferously as you two, because for me, it <laughs> it's something that I heard about when I was in secondary school. I, you know, it's not actually, this idea has been floated about a very, very long time. It, it has. You know, so all, for me, you can get really excited about chairman's um, teams pulling out. But the key thing for me to remember, the key factor is these clubs have gone away sneakily, surreptitiously. They've agreed to it. Okay. So whether it, if this revolt stops it happening, something the equivalent will happen in two years' time or three years' time. You're just delaying the inevitable. That's why I haven't been quite as like, astonished as everyone else because I heard about this years ago. It doesn't surprise me. There's way too much money in football. And those people who are, you know, I find, I find people as well are looking to pick the wrong holes. They're looking at the format. It, it's pretty much the same format that the Champions League going to have anyway. So for me, that's not the issue. The issue for me is that however much we say football's changed, football's not for the working class, man, ticket prices are too high, too much money in football, you know, for all of that, the one thing it did always hold, bar VAR, it still held its integrity. It still held the ability of teams to get promoted, to get relegated. You still had a shot. You, and Everton could still get in the Champions League. What incentive is there for a team, both the teams you support, if they are in this ESL, what incentive is there to... You think they're going to invest the money to win it? If all you could do is win it and you're safe, like Pep Guardiola said, and I'm sure Dan was listening, football is about effort and the effort you put in and results don't, that you attain. From don't it. get me started okay. on Don't his, get me started we'll on that. It was the same salient point in the sense that you, you take out the element of competition and it's done. So you getting excited about these chairman leaving the fans, <clears> fans revolting and protests and you know teams pulling out. In another year or two, the same thing's going to happen. So I'm sort of thinking, just let, let's just let it come to fruition in the sense that not let it happen, but let's just hear more and more about it because they never went in and said, we are going to, we are going to stop the Premier League. We're going to stop the Champions League. They just knew, they just knew that UEFA, FIFA, the Premier League wouldn't be able to run those competitions without the big teams because of the, the, the generation of the revenue they bring in. So they know that they're not going to cut their nose off to spite their faces. Oh, they you know, that so, for me, I think we just have to again just just let another forty eight hours, seventy two hours pass. 
But I'll tell you what, it's the first time I've heard people who have absolutely no interest in football start to talk about it. So it's one I've of had the people stories calling of my me life. Yeah. I've had yeah. people calling me who don't ever watch football to ask yeah, me yeah, what yeah. is going on. It's madness. Yeah. Before I come back to you, DDL, let me just uh, go over to the live chat because we've had a couple of super chat donations. So thank you guys so much for your uh, your support of the channel. Uh, McDowell's Human Res. I love this, uh, this screen name. He says, we have to keep our foot on the throat of Kroenke. Arsenal supporters, of course, very, very disappointed with Stan Kroenke and the significant role he is said to have played in all of this. I also want to shout out uh, to Grass Patch, thank you for your kind donation as well, who says, I honestly believe Kroenke will sell the club now because this was the American owner's end game from the beginning. Arsenal non-profitable due to COVID-19. So, you know, I, I agree that somebody like Stan Kroenke <laughs> always had this in mind. And and what these, these clubs have done is they've seen an opportunity to secure a, a, a sizable income for themselves for the next 20 plus years and secure their futures. But as Alavi says, if there's no competition, what's the point in football? The gap between the big six, if you like, and the rest of the league financially would only increase further. It's just a terrible, terrible idea. This evening, we've heard that Ed Woodward has stepped down from his role at Manchester United off the back of this. We've also heard that Andrea Agnelli of Juventus is on his way out of the club as well. So those are just reports at the time of recording, but I think we'll get confirmation on those sooner rather than later. Dan, you said at the beginning of the show that you were angry with Gary Neville. And a lot of fans would say that, and I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of fans would say that what Gary Neville did by calling it out on TV um, and, and in the way he did has had an impact here. I talked about it on the last podcast. I said that I felt he made some really good points and then maybe killed it a little bit with with some immaturity that he showed. And he took the opportunity to point score a little bit. And I didn't like that. Why are you angry and disappointed with Gary Neville? Because I know you're you're not I'm, happy. I'm, fu- I'm actually furious with Gary Neville. I'm actually fur- I'm furious about a lot of stuff, but Gary Neville is high up on that list. Alavi made some good points and... I don't want to patronise like the younger listeners who, who are listening here, but Alavi's right. This has been on the cards for a long time. The investment of clubs like Arsenal by American owners will have been with this in mind. European Super League and breakaway has been mooted since 1998 when the G14 clubs were formed. Arsenal were one of them. Liverpool were another one. Manchester United were one. Manchester City didn't exist yet. And Chelsea still had still had Ken Bates uh, as an owner who was just happy to make the pound back he paid for the club. Right? <clears throat> Tottenham were in relegation scraps with Barnsley. So there's three clubs have been pushing this for a long time. But what what annoys me about this is there's people celebrating this as a victory. Um, The amount of people who have come out in the last two days to try and take the moral high ground. Now, let's be clear. I'm dead against the Super League. But what I'm against more is the reason we're doing this is bigger than just the greed of of five or six people who have found five or six other clubs to sort of tag along on their coattails to try and make it happen. Football is rife with elitism and has been for a long time. So my issue with Gary Neville, my issue with Gary Neville is, you know, let's, let's use, um, you know, let's use, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Let's, let's use, let's use Tottenham as an example. If Tottenham are invited to join that Super League, there is no owner of that football club who will ever say no. There's an opportunity to pay your stadium off. You've never been part of the elite circle. You've just been invited. It's easy. All the other clubs taking the moral high ground. Do you think if Newcastle were invited, Mike Ashley would have said, oh, no, thanks lads. Um, no, I'm all right. Really appreciate the offer. He would have done it. 
if Everton were invited, do you think their chairman wouldn't have taken that? Um, who was the guy who was trying to buy Wembley? You know, what, what are they doing this for? For, for? for a laugh. So you've got a lot of clubs who are taking the moral high ground they shouldn't be. Let's get on to Gary Neville, right? And this is this will sum up my point. And I'm a bit annoyed about this bit. In fact, he insulted Liverpool quite strongly. Um, obviously, big rivals. He insulted Arsenal um, during that. He's got a lot of previous for doing that. And, and he picked on Tottenham as well. This is what this is what he said, Gary Neville. Hold on, he had a guy at Man United, be fair. No, no, that's that's fine. He had a guy at Man United as well. But this is what he said when he got to when he got to Tottenham. He said, bang, 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 bang. And I'm not too bothered about Tottenham. Why are you not bothered about Tottenham? You're not bothered about Tottenham. Why? Because they're not elite enough. It's not a complete hypocrisy of the sentence you've just said. And you go back to Gary Neville. He played for Manchester United in 1992. That's when he joined the class of 92 when the Premier League was formed. He's made a career and a living of being a no better than average right back. Let's have it right. He was okay. He was okay. He doesn't stand up to any kind of modern right backs today whatsoever. Right. He, he benefited from an era when Man United basically monopolised the league. Okay. He's made a lot of money out of that when Manchester United were, were bullying clubs. Let's be fair. So he, he was happy to do that. You look at clubs in and around Manchester, Macclesfield don't exist anymore. Berry don't exist anymore. Stockport, they've gone from they've gone from just outside the playoff places for a place in the Premier League. They're three leagues below the conference. Um, Oldham basically basically vanished. You know, that whole area and big clubs like, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and around that area, Nottingham Forest, who were big, big clubs who have suffered because Manchester United have basically taken their fans because of because of the rise of the Premier League and Sky Sports. Gary Neville was a part of that. Whether willingly or not, he's a part of that. Then he goes and buys Salford City or puts money into it. Salford City have paid, they bought a player from the Scottish Premier League and paid him five grand a week in the National League. And they've bought their way into the division. You know, this is this is this is a football club who who, let's face it, no no one's ever heard of. But Gary Neville's happy, he's happy to do that at that level. So he's stealing a place essentially in the league from from a hard working club. He's happy to do that. And this level of elitism runs thick throughout football. It runs thick. You've only got to look at Sky Sports and the nonsense they come out with time and time again. And it's normally at the sides who aren't winning things. So Tottenham are an easy target. Over the last few years, Arsenal have been ripped to shreds by Gary Neville. Absolutely ripped to shreds. And you and your listeners, Harry, would have listened to it and you would have winced. And part of it, you'd be saying, well, there's some fair points. But I mean, the worst example was after the League Cup final where Arsenal were dismantled, fair enough. But he accused them of being spineless. Why? Because they couldn't compete with with Manchester City. And now today we've had to hear Manchester City and Chelsea. They're the first teams who have pulled out. Well, well, they're the first teams who have pulled out. Let's not give those clubs any ounce of moral high ground whatsoever. No, I, and that I agree with because ultimately they still signed they up. to begin with. Yeah. They still signed yeah, up. They just probably with. didn't expect the backlash. That they, don't, they don't need the money. They don't need it. Manchester City and Chelsea have proved for for, dec- for decades and slightly more in Chelsea's case, they don't, they don't need this additional money. It makes literally no difference to them. If they don't get the revenue, you know, it's, it's more around not if you, what happens if you don't join. But let's not have them taking the moral high ground. There, is there a reason why on Sky Sports that every pundit has played for Liverpool, Manchester United or Arsenal? When was the last you time you saw... Why you, I understand that, but why are you guys on this impression that these chairmen have, like, every fan's interest to have been supporting the no, league and their dad's... No, no. Like, Dan, me and you are in professions where we have a set of skills where we just apply it to an industry. So we can walk into the food industry tomorrow, the, whatever industry it is, and we have a set of skills that we... All they are are businessmen that ha- yeah. happen to... Or women, whatever, who ha- happen to have chosen football. That's 
all it is. And yeah, yeah, you're no, giving absolutely. them a business model opportunity the same way that, you know, a corporate, a big corporate organization would. And they've gone, well, that looks a bit too good to turn down. Do you know what? I'll have a few, I'll have a few angry right. mails. You've hit, they you've hit the nail on the head, though. Just Get it into your head. Like, but one big point, there's the caring. The caring, you know, there are some who might care a little bit. But ultimately, you get the if we get left behind element, then you have yeah. to join. Yeah. So there's that. But what you've hit the nail on the head there. If you take Stan Kroenke as, as an example, because we're, we're on Chronicles, Stan Kroenke runs businesses. He runs some sports yeah. franchises as well. How can Stan Kroenke budget for next year if he doesn't know until two months before the season starts whether his budget is 150 million because he's qualified for the Champions League or 50 million? So, so that's where the interest is from a business perspective. Exactly. These guys want to know what they're dealing with. But the bit that's annoying me is the moral high ground that's being taken by organisations like Sky, who have sat back and watched proper football clubs be bankrupt. They only appoint pundits who have played for elite clubs. When was the last time you saw an ex an ex Derby County player as a pundit on 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 Sky Sports? Doesn't happen. They are elite, and their issue is the fact the power was there was a threat the power was going to be taken from them. You've had UEFA come out. These are the people, by the way, who sent a Europa League final to Baku. Yeah, let's 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 not have it any different. So if people want to reform football, then let's reform it now. Actually, don't just stop Aston Villa and Newcastle crying because you weren't invited. Actually, grow a pair of plums and do it properly. Take on Sky. Now's the time to do it. You've got the big clubs are reeling. They're pulling out. They're embarrassed. Their head's in the sand. Do it now. Take on take on everyone. Take on every single institution in football. Take on the FA. The FA who are happy to sell Wembley. The FA who are happy to move the semi-finals there to make more money for their, for their prawn sandwich brigade when no one wanted to go there. Let's take them on. Let's take on UEFA, whose who's last president, I think, might be in prison. He might be in prison. Let's take on FIFA, who have sent a World Cup to Qatar and play at eight o'clock in the morning in the winter. Do they care about the football season then? But Dan, I think you're like we all agree that elitism has existed. We've just always, as we've grown up, accepted the relative amount that it's gone up by. I think this has just gone one step too far. All right, let's this proportion, and because we've that competition element is taken out. So take we had this argument about um, uh, rev TV money revenue right about a month ago. And we said, you know what, Burnley should just be happy because even though they're getting the twentieth, uh, the twentieth amount, you know, the, the bottom amount, they're still getting a bigger am- amount of a bigger pie. So yeah. uh, this is just one step too far. Well, no one's saying that like elite has never existed in football. It's just everyone's gone along with it because, taking my Burnley example, they're still better off than they would have been. You know, have the have the big clubs not got the Sky money, the BT money. Yeah, but it's this relative. Now right, but hold on, let's, you're ruining Burnley. That's the problem. Let's because we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent Sorry, about it. Well, let's let's. I tweeted something earlier out, and, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. I I said maybe in anger, but I, I'm not changing my mind that all six of these clubs should be relegated. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that would be the biggest deterrent from them doing this again three or four years down the line, from them going away, regrouping, coming up with a way of of trying to do this, taking on all the all of that's come out in terms of backlash. I want these clubs relegated. And maybe that's selfish from an Arsenal perspective, because I want Stan Kroenke out. I want KSE out of my football club. And if the only way to do that is to completely devalue the club by taking them out of the Premier League and seeing them struggle, 
I would take it struggle, to the great good. struggle, are they? Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I want Arsenal to get Stan Kroenke out. At this point, I would take relegation for that. And, and Within for two me, seasons, all six will be back in. Yeah, but it's still it's still a deterrent to those clubs to not... You, you said it yourself, in three or four years' time, these in the next few months, these clubs are all going to go away with their tails between their legs. They're going to regroup. They're going to come up with another way of doing it. And we're going to be in the same position again. And getting so relegated will just that? mean... Because getting relegated will just mean that they'll do it quicker. But They'll but just retaliate. That'll be their retaliation. Yeah, so I agree with that. If you get them relegated, if you relegate them now, they'll just say, well, fair <laughs> enough. We'll, just, yeah, yeah, we'll exactly. go and join it again. We'll put a letter yeah. of intent back in. And exactly. We'll go into our own league and we won't sell all our players and we'll sign a big deal. Um, yeah. So I think there's two yeah. issues there, isn't there? If you want the owner of the club out, and I think you'll find that a lot of the owners, a lot of them, um, that the proper there are some proper clubs out of these six, and there are two clubs who are, are probably less proper, with, with the greatest respect to their fans. And the proper clubs will be calling for their owners' heads after this, and Arsenal will be one of them. And Daniel Levy spun his last dice, unfortunately, and 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 he'll be hounded out as well. Um, but I think you've got to think about the two things we're saying here. If you want Cranky out of the club, that's fine. But then if we're relegating someone, then we're not relegating them on sporting merit either. So it no. it, it, it kind of defeats it kind of defeats the object. You're being yeah, you'll be you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the because timing of this. The irony is that we're so against this because it goes against yeah. the and, sporting fair. And this is my point. Promoted. This is my argument. That's not the reason that people are against this. It's the reason fans like you and I might be against it. Because it's immoral. The reason I'm against it primarily is because I don't like the whole pass to parcel element. Well, then now the music stops. You're holding. You're holding one of the big six places. Off you go, and then no one can ever play the game again. That's not right. What if Newcastle were bought out yeah. in the summer? You know, would they have been in it? So that I, that's not. That's not fair. If it have happened, different reasons, won't they, to be against it? Like I think yeah. you two come at from an emotional your club's perspective. Yeah. Whilst for me, I look at it as the <clears> Premier League has been quite poor, and we've all moaned about it. But the one thing we all had as a group last week, we sat back and watched PSG and Man City, didn't we? And we went, do you know what? That's football. Yeah, and no, but... we never said it. Talked about decision. We never said anything. We were just amazed. And that, for me, is the biggest crime that I'm not going to get those <laughs> Champions League nights that mean something. Yeah, you know, it's it's bad. But you you got to think you got to think about. And it's an important point. And when I'm saying as fans, we're frustrated about it. We don't like it. The other people who, who are complaining about this, they are trying to convince you again that it's sporting merit. They're not interested in sporting merit whatsoever. They don't want their power to go to another company, in this case, the ESL or whatever it was going to be called. They want to retain that power. You've only got to look at what's happening to the Champions League anyway. It's been ruined. The reason we're in this position is because the tournament has been ruined year on year on year in terms of com competitiveness. It used to be the top one or top two. The UEFA Cup was a prestigious tournament. That's all been ruined. Now it's the top four, and you've created these environments. They've done it to themselves, you know. But and you then still you get got the last big eight in the, you know, the quarter one. <coughs> right, hold on, nights, don't, 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 don't don't worry about that. The the Super League, for me, the format of it wasn't the issue. The issue was the fact that teams couldn't earn the right to get in it. And those teams who are in it have zero incentive to perform in their domestic leagues and even yeah. zero incentive to perform in that competition because they cannot drop out yeah. of it as founding clubs. Yeah. Everybody, I think everybody, Arsenal, everybody, Arsenal, Arsenal would never spend a penny. Win it. I think no, but hold on. Hold, no, it. Right, but I'm Stan Kroenke. I'm only in this for money. 
I don't give a shit about football. Stan Kroenke has never, throughout his entire time where he's been associated with Arsenal, ever shown that he cares about the sporting side of the club. He's never given any indication of that. Never. So if I'm Stan Kroenke and I'm in a competition that I am guaranteed to be in every single season because I'm a founding club, I'm one of the vice chairmen, all that revenue that's coming into me, why the hell would I go and spend that on players because when I don't surely care? It's done, because surely it's done in a proportional way that the team that finishes first would get more money. They have to do it yeah, but, like that, right? Yeah, but, but, to but, him, but it's about, to him, him, it's still, about just staying in. It's profit to him, isn't it? Yeah. What you're saying fact, is, he, I'm not, I'm not going to invest 300 million in players if to win the league you get 100 million. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah but we don't money. know those numbers. We don't know those numbers. But the, the other thing is, the other thing is, not just you guys, people in the chat, people on Twitter have shot me down when I said that I, I think that these six clubs should all be relegated because I think what they've done is deceitful. It is disgusting. It's a crime. I think it's elitist. I think it's, it's terrible. And it's they put pandemic as well. No, exactly. It's in a pandemic. They have put the entire sport at risk by trying to pull off this plan. So my question to both of you, and I'll come to you first, DDL. Nobody wants to back me on the relegation thing. What's the answer then? What would you do to deter these teams from doing this again? What is a severe enough punishment to prevent this happening again? What is strong enough to send the message that needs to be sent to these six football clubs in England who have decided that they don't give a shit about the sport and all they care about is money? What, what's the answer then? What is a, a suitable punishment? The, the reality is, you're, you're probably not like the answer. The reality is, the reality is do nothing because because what do the Premier League and FA want to achieve? What do they want to achieve? Because like Alavi said, if you relegate them, they'll clear off anyway. Um, if you deduct points from them, you withhold a little bit of money. You know, you could ban them from Europe for a season, i.e., you know, well, we wanted you wanted to leave Europe. Well, now you can leave the Champions League. You're all banned for a season. And they said West Ham, Leicester and whoever else is left, Everton and... Um, Whoever I can't even remember anymore. It's so it's so bad up there. It might even be Leeds or whatever. You know, you could ban you could ban those six clubs from the Champions League for a season, but that's not really the Premier League's right to do that. Um, I don't think they can do that. And then does that then just force the hand further away? The fact is there were twelve clubs, so twelve is a powerful number. That's why that's why they did it together. If if you can reduce it to six, you can isolate teams, you can punish them. Um, what would I do if I was the Premier League? Um, I'd probably ban them from Europe for a year, to be fair. And I'd just say, there you go, you're banned from next season's Champions League. Go and go and think about that. But like Alavi says, in two years' time... <clears throat> yeah, in two years' time, when it comes around again, and it comes around again, um, you know, you can impose financial penalties on them, um, maybe, and try and stop them competing. But again, it, it contradicts the message of, of, of sporting merit, which is what we're trying to predict. And that's why it's so difficult for me to, to come up with a suitable punishment. I mean, I'm really, really angry about about the whole thing, as you can probably tell. Probably, you're probably as angry as me. To be fair, now I'm on this pod and I can see it. But I but... don't think Dan, that it, I don't think that would be a deterrent, as as Harry would say, because I think <laughs> that ECL would have actually loved to come out and say, "By the way, this is replacing the Champions League," because they don't want a load of tired players and tired clubs. Yeah, yeah. But they just sure. couldn't upset enough people to say that, so they had to come and say, "This isn't replacing the Champions League." This isn't, a, you know, you, you're still going to have the clubs in your domestic league. I, do you know the only idea 
that I've seen floated about that I sort of thought could it work is do you start to penalise the players and I know that's really harsh because a lot of them have come out like De Bruyne today's come out and so he made a statement do you penalise the players Harry if, assume you're going to go on to me after by stopping them playing in World Cups Euros but th- that's this the is best the thing. I can think of at the moment this is the thing Alavi I've, I've this seen people a, this isn't a plan that someone's put on the back of a cigarette packet that's what people have got to under yeah, like stand like people think this is just like this was on a whim last night or sorry a couple of nights ago like these guys who have made these decisions you don't like your chairman fine I get that Maybe Dan has conflicting views about Levy sometimes, but they're not dumb. That's the one thing to understand. They have not got to where they are in life by being, you know, they're intelligent men. So there's a plan behind this. And they would have probably seen, uh, probably, uh, what's the word, preempted some of the things that are happening and some of what's being said. They know that, that okay, they maybe didn't think a couple of them would resign. or uh, and But... There's probably fines already in place for these clubs leaving. I bet Chelsea might be under a lawsuit. You don't know. Like People don't know. We're just talking about stuff we don't know yet. I just think if you relegate six clubs, in theory, you're withholding back, what, 100 million max? You're um, hurting the other 14 teams. <coughs> what you no do, one's going to watch that league, Harry. And this is no the, this one's going to watch. You no know, one's going to watch Brighton. Like, and this is Brighton. You're Pace. right. Yeah, and and it's because the the, the, the bottom are not going to hold by Brighton Palace. No. And uh, you know, so so, no, so, then, so you, what you're saying gonna is they're not going to pay the rights. They're not going to pay the rights. No, they're not, no, and, they're and not. The, the reason they're why not I went off it. big at the beginning, I went off big at the beginning about about everyone taking the moral high ground here. Us saying let's relegate the teams is is us taking the moral high ground. As fans, we've got a right to do that. I feel. As these institutions who have created this problem, the Premier League, by the way, who who wanted to not long ago have a 39th game played in fucking Qatar or Dubai or whatever country would have it. These people are in no position to take the moral high ground. And this is why this is such a problem, because they have created this monster themselves. Um, they have profited from it themselves. They continue to do so. And the challenge and the uproar. Um, accidentally maybe in the case of Gary Neville, although, although I'm not convinced, and deliberately in the case of UEFA, the Premier League, the FA, and tossers like Prince William. Um, are you allowed to say that? Um, you know, you know, you know, they've created this issue. They've created they are the culprits. So it's a really he, he stands thing. right. Like the best way I heard this summarized recently was uh, this is purely an extension of a greed that has been in football for 10, 20 years. This isn't like Football's not this perfectly moral thing that all of a sudden, you know, this has come out of nowhere. Uh, so don't be so, surprised, right, when you give these chairman licenses to invest loads of money if they then ruin your club. Like, I you take this. that risk. You take that risk, okay? Like, Harry knows that I cannot find my way from where we used to live to the local shop, yeah? So I wasn't allowed to drive his car. Okay, because that car's not getting back from where it was meant I to come. I use this analogy. Right? I, I use this analogy on, on the podcast I did earlier today. I said if you give an idiot the keys to your Lamborghini. Oh, right. Well, don't, there we go. Although don't Harry be surprised. Don't be su- surprised if you find it wrapped around a lamppost. <laughs> yeah. So the Premier League have to have learned their lesson. But <clears throat> equally, 
to sit there and say the Premier League should have done this check and they should have done that check, you can't ever prove what someone's intention is going to be six, no, seven, eight years down the line. When you two weren't moaning when your clubs were signing 40, 50, 60 million players and you are paying £5 for a tea and hot dog in your stadium, are you? I, I don't feel my club ever have, to be honest. Sorry, <laughs> more Harry. <laughs> to, to, to be, to be no, fair. No, but listen, I'm I, I just... saying you're culpable. I'm just saying that... <clears throat> do you not see what I'm trying to say? This is just step 10. <clears throat> Of the nine, it, yeah, no, it, it is. Like, it is. That's what I'm trying to it is. say, and that's why I'm saying you're acting like, oh, well, you know, this but, is this but, is unbelievable. And this is what's no, not. Like, I'm not. This even is the point at all. No, no, I'm not shocked. But the, <laughs> the, the point is, the point is, it's people like Gary Neville who are happy to sit on his microphone with with headphones like these and chops off to the nation and take the moral high ground. What are you going to do about it, Gary? What are you going to do? Do something difficult because any one of us could have stood on screen on Sunday and gave a passionate speech about yeah, how, yeah. Dis how disgusting it was. What are you going to do now, Gary? Are you going to call out the FA for taking taking semi-finals to Wembley and trying to sell the national stadium? What goes into grassroots football? Absolutely nothing. Gary Neville, Salford United. City, what are they called? Doesn't make a difference. Salford. And he's, he's buying plays. Do you know what Gary Neville did in the pandemic? Or Gary Didn't Neville, create, club, he said he created jobs. Created jobs no, he said six hundred. No, no, he created jobs. I tell, I tell, I tell you what he did. Okay, I tell you what he did in the pandemic. Salford abolished their under eighteen team. They got rid of the under eighteen team, and they said, they said they could have a better results coaching the eighteen to twenties with the money they had. What do you think they're going to do then with that under eighteen? With their under 18s? they're not going to have a team. They're going to poach players that other clubs have worked hard to develop, which is exactly what the big clubs do. He's just doing it at a lower level. So uh, don't um, stand on, on Sky Sports and take the fucking moral high ground. Actually, call out Sky. Call out the Premier League for what they've done to English football and created this disparity where there's only been seven winners of the Premier League since it was formed. And if you go back in, if you go back in the 20, 30 years before, there was, there was, there was more than that or it was more competitive at least. Okay, they were happy to take the money from these clubs, and now they're crying about it. Stand up, Gary Neville, and do it properly. Otherwise, get back in your your little box with your other comrades in the studio, and just shut up. The, the, I think the, the point is that we were always Gary willing to we were always willing to accept. As I know I said this earlier, but we we're always willing to accept though, Dan, those levels of anything. We just sort of this has just tipped it too far. I mean, that's what I would say anyway. Like I was always. I've always texted you guys saying like, oh, you know, you know, your seven pound, whatever your, your ticket, your seven pound <laughs> teas and beers, whatever you buy of it, you know, that's what's going into um, the players' money. And that's the reason that lower clubs can't sign certain players, et cetera. And that's why there is a need. That, that is a fact. But this is just like one step way too far. That's all yeah. it is. But I get what Dan's trying to, I get what Dan's trying to say. But what do you do as a fan? Like what, because you can't not, join if you're invited to the party you join we'll you pause that we'll, we'll put a pin in that for a second support your team can you <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second that's a really good question yeah, cool. it's a really good oh, point and we'll come back one. to it in a minute let's um let's go over to the live chat <laughs> lots of people disagree with the punishment i want to hand out to these clubs what would you do let us know in the chat and we'll feature some of those on the show as well uh, just interestingly uh, a few moments ago uh, just to share with you guys watching us uh, via YouTube, uh, Jordan Henderson has tweeted this. He says, we don't like it and we don't want it to happen. This is our collective position. Our commitment to this football club and its supporters is absolute and unconditional. You'll never walk alone. So we're getting high profile players now coming out against this. And I think 
it's very important that Liverpool and Manchester United, who, in my opinion, are the two biggest clubs in this country, uh, get with the get with the thing. You know, they're, they're the ones that drive this to stop it happening. We haven't heard any more about any of the clubs coming out of it uh, just yet, but we are doing a live show, so that might change by the time you download and listen to that. Uh, listen to this, so bear with us on that. Um, but I mean, from my perspective, and and. When we're talking about uh, Al Avi, made a really good point just before I broke there, where we said, "But what do the fans do?" This is the horrible thing about it because you have an attachment, an affiliation with your club that you can't just turn off. You know, like if Arsenal went into the Super League, I can't hand on my heart say that I won't watch Arsenal anymore because I've got that love for the club. I can't just switch that off, but. It wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't be the same anymore. And I'm assuming, Dan, for you, it would be the same with regards to Tottenham. I'm sure you'd still watch them in the Super League. But would you feel, you know, would you feel disgusted in yourself almost that you are paying money to go and watch this and you are kind of supporting it? Because I'd feel like it's like going out and like whoring yourself out and then coming home and like getting straight in the shower because you feel disgusting about it. Like, that's how I would feel. Yeah, it'd be like sneaking out of a sneaking out of a titty bar, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Can't really understand that living in Wales. (laughs) Um, No, so yeah, I'd go I'd go to watch Tottenham. I'd support the club. I've invested a lot of um, a lot of emotional time and energy in it. You know, you know, with. With with Tottenham, who you know are probably the least elite club of the twelve. Let's let's be fair about it. You know, it's like Lavi said, if you're invited to the party, you go to the party. And I'm going to go and watch Tottenham if they play. Like you said, you're you're saying Arsenal, but you you don't mind the clubs being relegated. That's easy for you to say because you will go and watch Arsenal in that division and the division below if they went in the division below, and you'll do that anyway. And not every fan feels that way because a lot of fans have been brought up on this elitist mentality than we have that, that we have. So yeah, I mean. I'll, I'd go and watch, but it wouldn't feel the same. Um, and football's struggling to feel the same anyway as it is for a whole a whole load of reasons. But what you really want, I've never been interested in in winning trophies. Really, I just want to go watch Tottenham. You support the team because it's the local team where you was born, and you watch them and you go home. But what what Tottenham fans really want, and I think I speak for most of us, is we want to win the league once in our lifetime, fairly. And the reason we've had such a good time in the last five years is because we nearly won it fairly with a, a reasonable budget. I don't even want to be bought out by by a, a big oligarch. I, I don't want to do it that way. You know, I'd rather take one trophy once the proper way um, and enjoy it. And to have that robbed from me, that would hurt me the most. Because if if Sheikh Maktoum the fourth or whatever his name might be decided to buy Tottenham when Daniel Levy gets forced out in a couple of months' time and he invests all that money into us, like Manchester, like Manchester City have. Am I really going to enjoy that when we lift that trophy as much as if we won the Champions League two years you ago? You still take it, though. I'm not saying I wouldn't take it, but the reasons I take it would be different because I can send a message to an Arsenal fan and say, ha, 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 ha. But deep mm. down, when Chelsea yeah. fans write, write things to me, deep down in there, they know what they are. <laughs> they know what they are. I think they're playing on the... They know that... <laughs> they're, they're playing on the affiliation that people have to their clubs right so it's like when people are like okay boxing's my you know my, my favorite sport and people go oh how can you pay 20 pound for a pay-per-view it's like well because i don't want it to cut out 
because I want to watch the page. <laughs> yeah, but you're feeding their greed, and uh, yeah, but you do it just like I've heard so many football fans say: if they put ticket prices up one more year, I'm not going. If VAR comes in, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm Arsenal Spurs both have an over. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but they still both have an but, over subscription for season tickets, right? But that's and the only continue, reason you go. Can continue <laughs> and continue, and you can always say, "I'm not going to go over. I'm not doing this twelve o'clock kickoff. I'm not doing." But you'll just go and you'll stay. So that's where they've got and, you. And they've, they've got you, that, and they've got you. And they've got yeah. you. And do you know what? They haven't just got the fans. So I still think, I know you're excited again about all, everyone pulling out. And I still think they've got FIFA and UEFA and the Premier League because they know that they can threaten them all they like, you know, but they know they're still better with those clubs in than they are out because no one wants to watch a 14 team Premier League next season. Yeah, that I, I totally agree with. No? No, um, no I totally agree. Uh, big shout out to Made in Brooklyn who says supporting your club doesn't require you to put money in your club's coffers, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you can you can be a supporter without yeah. doing that. I completely agree. But I think, and I don't know, I, I don't know how often you go or, or you've been or, you know, so it's impossible for me to say. But for me, it would be so hard to turn that off. You know, I, I could sit here and I could criticise the club for everything and anything, but I, I still would find it so hard to turn off. It's almost like, it's like a, one of those relationships where you know the person's doing wrong, but you can't, you can't turn off from it. Just because someone does something wrong, it doesn't mean you stop feeling well, anything I one at the moment. I think the <laughs> well, question, <laughs> the question is, uh, and I don't, I, there's nothing I, there's nothing I hate more than when, people disrespect fans so if i do that in this next sentence I, I kind of apologize but what i'd say there is you know supporting your club you can do that from anywhere but but there's a difference between supporting a club and following a club right and the principles of football the core principles of football everyone in the last two days is saying they want to protect the core principles of football but the core principles of football is you get up off your ass you walk out your house you walk to the local stadium and you support that team. You don't support Arsenal if you live in Leighton and walk past Leighton Orient. Okay. I I am lucky enough that well, or unlucky, depends how you look at it. I live closest to Tottenham. That's the team I support. It's as simple as that. And I speak to a lot of people about football in a lot of different ways on a lot of different forums. And I try and make a good stab of explaining myself. And sometimes I do a good job and sometimes I don't. But if someone from London ever spoke to me ever and they said the words to me, I'm a Man United fan. The conversation with me is ended in seconds. So you ask yourself the reason why don't you go to the games? Because, or why, so that's unfair because not everyone can, afford, not everyone no, can but, afford a £60. No, but, pound of... no, but, no, but there's a fair reason, isn't there? So if I can't afford to go, that's fine. Then I'll support them from afar. My free kids' yeah. commitment. Or yeah, not and, that, and, that, and that's fine. And then you ask yourself why you can't afford to go. And then you keep asking the questions and you'll come back to the answer. It's because... Football has been destroyed for people long before this, which goes back to where yeah, we started. Exactly. Yeah, but a football fan. <laughs> but if you're support, if you're choosing to support a club, and it's not from the area you were born in, or out of push the team your dad supported, you know that's forgivable if you're brought up in a certain way. But don't tell me it's your club because I'm not having it. I think the thing it. with all of this is you're, you're if, everyone's bogged down in the ETL <clears throat> thing, people pulling out, this happening tomorrow. My thing is way, way, way greater, high level than that. My thing is the fact that they've got together, they've done it, and all I know is that whether it happens tomorrow or in five years' time, something of a similar nature is happening. 
because they've agreed to it. Whether they're now disagreeing to it is sort of, for me, irrelevant. Yeah. Because it's happening. And that's the direction football's going in. And it means there was an appetite in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect word, appetite. There was an appetite for it for 12 people who don't actually care as much about football as maybe the odd person hoped. Okay, there was an appetite for it and a lot of clubs signed up. And eventually you're going to be one of the clubs who signs up or you're going to be left behind. And I'm sorry to say that that is it. it. It, It's going to happen. So just deal with it. Just like you have to deal with the World Cup. It's going to not be in the European countries. So fix fix football now. But while the iron is hot, you're just delaying it. You can delay it. Yeah, 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 but then but then do something meaningful. Try and delay like it what? properly. Like what? Try there's people who get paid a lot of money to work in these governing bodies. There's a lot of there's a lot yeah, of yeah. and all those chairmen are a lot richer than those people. Let's um let's go back over to the chat a second, guys. Let's get your questions in for the last 15 minutes. Let's take uh your questions. Uh what have we got here? Um Another donation from Made in Brooklyn. Thank you so much. He says, Kroenke is literally banking on the fact that he knows Arsenal fans will continue to spend money on tickets, etc. No matter how much he disrespects us. Yeah, completely agree. Um, let's, uh, let's get your questions. Get your questions in the chat because I want to hear from you guys for the last 15 minutes. But while you do that, just a quick reminder to hit the like button if you haven't done so already. It's really, really important. There are over 380 of you watching us right now live across the multiple platforms. We've only got 96 likes on the video. So let's let's get that up uh, as high as we possibly can between now and the end of the stream. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're almost on 13,000 right here on YouTube uh, where we're streaming live. So let's get over that line tonight as well. That would be great. I think we're about 20 away. Uh, so let's, let's do that. And if you want to become a member, get access to our Discord server and a number of other benefits, then please, please do click on the link in the description. <laughs> And check it out. Um, uh, some people have, have taken a bit of an issue with uh, with DDO's comments about uh, not being a fan from the local area. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I didn't think you would. Um, <laughs> I didn't think you would. Uh, let's um, let's see what you guys are saying. Let me pick out some. Um, I'll tell you an interesting while you're picking those up. So, so I, I follow Barnet, and they they're in a league where they now can't get relegated. So just to bring a similar example, they're in a league. But that's because there's, there's nowhere beneath to go. Precisely, yeah. <laughs> but it's the same concept of, uh, you know, the, the odd, you know, odd game I'll try and watch and follow. The, they don't care. Like, it makes no there's difference. An incent- there's an incentive for getting up though, isn't there? And I think... Yeah, but I- if, you're a, if you can't... If you, but if, you, if you were around the relegation zone, right? Yeah. Or you were mid-table... All those teams just do not care. They do can not I ask care. a question? Sorry, yeah, can yeah. I ask a quick question about Barnet? What yeah, league yeah. were they when you were following them? Uh, league two and the conference. What league are they so now? So between those. What so league the are Nas- they now? It's, it's now called the National League, which then goes into so the equivalent of a conference that then goes into and Nationals North and National South. Why do you think they've demised to that, to that level? And I'll tell you why it is. It's because a load of Tottenham fans and a load of well, Arsenal I fans. Not, I didn't answer. It, 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 I'll tell you, right? It's <laughs> it's because because it links into the point where people are probably giving me shit in the chat. It's because a load of Tottenham fans and a load of Arsenal fans have decided, yeah, to spend the equivalent of Barnet's entire revenue for a year 
buying an Arsenal and Tottenham shirt because they haven't got the stomach to go and walk to Underhill or the Hive or whatever it's called now and actually invest in a local team. I would yeah, know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I would know what the attendance would be dependent on whether Arsenal or Spurs had a TV game that day. But hold on a minute. Hold on. I, I do think I have... Doing the job that I do now has opened my eyes to how important the global fan is. And I don't think I ever really knew it when I wasn't doing this because I would go to the Emirates Stadium. I would see the people around me. That in my book was the Arsenal hardcore. But there are people on the other side of the planet who have got work the next day and get up at three o'clock in the morning or go to bed at a ridiculous time to watch a game of football and that for me is just as much commitment. So, and I don't think that that was what DDL was even saying, but what he is saying is that there's the elitism in football has led to people overlooking local clubs and has led to people making decisions that have created a monster 150 miles away and left the club five minutes down the road behind. I think that was the point. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't yeah, to have a big game. Yeah, following and supporting that, that he is right. You can only, like, if your granddad supported me, granddad's supported, uh, granddad's granddad supported them, and then you've been part. I guess that is the ultimate core fan. He's not like devaluing any other fan. Yeah, I don't mean, I don't mean the to offend fan, isn't it? I don't mean to offend people or say one fan's better than another fan. What I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is that's how you get a super league. That's where it yeah, begins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because Gary Neville's only good point, in my opinion, yesterday was when he broke it down really simply. He said, all this comes down to is the fact that in China and India and America, they're going to be able to play one pound per game to watch it on their phone or wherever they are. And that is more money than these clubs would ever make in any other way. Yeah, and that's actually I, I a very, very good point. I agree with that. Let's let's go oh. back to the chat box because we've, oh. we're eating into the question time. Um Kyle Clark says, uh, Harry, do you think a fee imposed on all six EPL clubs would be a good punishment? Use that fee as payment for the other 14 clubs who need the funding and who aren't backed as well financially. So what you're saying, Kyle, is to is to fine those six clubs and hand that fine out to the remaining clubs. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure that that is a good idea. I'm being told in the chat that Hector Bellerin has just spoken about it. So I want to bring that no, up. He's not well wearing a photo or anything. No, Hector Bellerin is, whatever people say face. about him, whatever people say about him, the guy speaks out on a lot of issues, not just football related. Um, and for that, he What's deserves he? credit. And, and to said? be fair, look, I love this. Absolutely love this. Hector Bellerin has shared this from Arsene Wenger. And he says, to all the Arsenal oh. lovers, take care of the values of the club. My love and support forever. Arsene Wenger warned about this, to be fair to him, years and years and years <laughs> ago. Arsene Wenger um, is somebody who, you know, for me, whatever you thought about him as a football manager, particularly towards the end of his tenure, I don't think could ever be questioned uh, about morals and about values. And um, yeah. and I think people would do well to remember uh, sort of all the hard work that Arsene Wenger put in to get Arsenal to the stage where we're even at the table for a European Super League. And even now, in it, when, at a time when Arsenal are ninth in the Premier League, having a shocking season, it's because of Arsene Wenger that Arsenal are at the top table. It's because of Arsene Wenger that Arsenal are regarded as one of the biggest clubs in world football and have the global fan base that made them appealing 
to the likes of Florentino Perez. It's why Stan Kroenke uh, saw it as a worthwhile investment. Obviously, that's worked out badly, but you get the point I'm trying to make. Arsenal are at that table because of his work and he never did it by, you know, compromising values. And that is someone that people should think of and remember, you know, and, and they should remember all of that when they dig him out and they call him every name under the sun. Because I tell you what, Arsene Wenger wouldn't have been um, wouldn't have been ninth in the Premier League at any point in his Arsenal tenure. And and people are saying in the chat that Wenger was privy to previous discussions. Maybe he was because he was an elite manager of one of the elite football clubs. But Ar- nothing was ever signed under Arsene Wenger, was it? So um, it's, it's a bit harsh. I to, can't uh, imagine who you know, Julia and Ferguson and all these managers ever being okay with anything uh, like this. No, I agree. The, thing, agree. the thing is, though, if you're Arsene Wenger or otherwise, how can I? If you're, it takes a big man to say no. Yeah. So if, if your chairman goes, if you're Arsenal, in the Super League tomorrow, yeah. you either resign Arsenal, or accept it, right? But even Arsenal, even Stan Kroenke, let's assume he for two seconds that he's not on a moral fuckwit because we all know he is, and we know what he's doing at Arsenal, and he's bleeding the club dry to an extent because he's not investing money in it and he's not giving the fans what what they they deserve as, as, as a big football club and institution in this country. But even Stan Kroenke, at the point you get the phone call and say, yeah, the other five of the big six have already signed this letter, by the way, lad. Um, do you want to stay or do you want to join us? What, what, do you, what are you going to do? And I'm not saying that's the way it's gone, but at some point, someone has done the pushing and someone has done the tagging on the coattails. But from what we're led to believe, Kroenke is one of the ones that was pushing. And that's what's really disappointing. Yeah. It'd be the Americans. Let's uh, let's go over to Manchester City's website just quickly because they have uh, released an official club statement. So Manchester Manchester City, let me just uh, share the relevant page with those of you watching us live. This is all unfolding whilst we're on air. Uh, So if you uh, are listening to this back on audio tomorrow and you're wondering why we're bringing this up now, this is a live show. And uh, we're we're reacting to the news as it comes out. And there's a club statement from Manchester City that's just dropped, which says Manchester City Football Club can now confirm that it has formally enacted the procedures to withdraw from the group developing plans for a European Super League. So it's official. Manchester City are, are out. Manchester City are out. We're also hearing thanks to Xander, who's one of our moderators and members in the chat, that Ivan Gazidis is in, on the verge of leaving AC Milan. So we could see some serious changes yeah. um, in football because we're talking tonight about Manchester United's chairman leaving his post. We're talking about Agnelli at Juventus leaving his post. We're talking about Manchester City and Chelsea doing huge U-turns. We're talking about AC Milan now uh, having a change of hierarchy. So it's really, uh, this has sent shockwaves through the world of football and it's all changing. Pointless quote was really good. If either of you saw that, I haven't seen that. It'll be on the website. It was literally. It was just about why he wanted to, why he was brought up to play football from you know Belgium, and then how like this literally goes against all the morals of everything he's you know born to play for. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was the best quote I've seen so far. If you the listeners get to check it out, have a look. Just typing Google Kevin De Bruyne ESL, and the quote will come out. It was about an hour ago. It was brilliant. It's a good quote. I mean, he yeah. still signed. He still signed for Man City instead of Anderlecht. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I knew. He, I knew he had something up his sleeve. So, 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 
So, yeah, it's a great quote. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. But again, that goes down to different levels of elite. Okay, so that's just a life choice he's made, you know, to get so, him on my blah, blah, blah. So, so Belgium. And I know you're, one fuels the other. I get that. Bel- what we're saying is this is so much worse than him no, signing. Belgium. It's not. It's not. Belgium are the number one team in the world today. Ranked yeah. number one team in the world. So they should how be. Many, how many Belgians have signed for Anderlecht or Club Bruges? But what you're asking six... someone to no, sacrifice no, no. their professional no, no. development. No, no. And... What if six of those Belgians signed for Anderlecht that came through the academy and they and they and they stayed there and they stuck it out? What would happen? This is we, 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 we keep going off on a tangent about Belgium and about Kevin. It's not a tangent. No, it's not because it, it, he's saying that it fuels their exact same yeah. mindset. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't don't... say it's a tangent. I get what you're trying to say. I, do, I completely get it. I just think that there's levels to it. That's all. This is just on another level that we haven't seen before. But I understand it's the same core principle. That that's what I talk about the ticket prices and yeah, but what, what you guys the money and the hot what dogs you're overlooking you fueled that chairman's pocket. Remember, yeah, that. but what you you're overlooking like you fueled him. No, but you're, Sorry, what you're, you keep overlooking is the the actual issue that most people have with this. The actual issue is not that there will be some football clubs that are more powerful than others or f- even far more powerful than others, because that's already the case, yeah. as we've just seen. The, the issue that people have with the Super League is the fact, for me, the biggest issue I have is that it is a closed shop. Yeah, I, actually quite, yeah. I actually like yeah. the format. I like the idea of having a league between uh, two groups of 10 and the top four going through to a quarterfinal. And then, so you have the element of a round robin, but you also get the thrill of a knockout competition towards the end of it. I like the format. I just don't like the fact that it is a closed shop. That is the problem with all of this. There will always be football teams that are more powerful than others. There will always be uh, you know, people in the world that are richer than others. That is just something that we have to deal with. That's When on earth issue. would they play these games? That's the other logistical thing I was trying to work out. Mad. It's like, absolutely mad. Uh, I can barely keep up. I'm trying to like half-watch Chelsea at the back. Like, I can barely keep up with football. Is it still no alone? Yeah, still in all, yeah. I haven't even uh, looked. It's only because I got them in my last man standing, so I'm furious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, do just, you see what I mean? That's the thing. You know, just on, just on last man standing, if anyone doesn't <laughs> think Daniel, Daniel Levy isn't going to be the last man to pull out so he can claim the 3.5 billion for himself, that's what the Super League is now. It's the well, last all... man the last man to pull out gets the money. I feel for Mourinho. He gets them into this league, right, and just gets sacked. Well, Mourinho's the only manager to have ever been sacked in the, as, from a European Super League club. There you go. It's another record to add to his trophy cabinet. Right, we're going to leave it there because we're we're pushed for time. But um, it's been a great discussion. Uh, yeah, thank you good. to Dan. Thank you to Alavi. Thank you to every single one of you guys in the live chat. Uh, if you've got any questions that we didn't get around to during the show, drop them in the comments section after the video's finished and we'll pick those up and we'll respond to those. Um, and uh, we read all the comments, so we're looking forward to picking some of those up. Uh, thank you to everybody who's hit the like button already. If you haven't done it already, what are you waiting for? It doesn't cost a penny. Smash the like button on your way out. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Help us hit that 13K mark tonight. Keep your eyes on Twitter. Keep your eyes on, on all the news channels because... Uh, there is lots and lots unfolding right now in the world of football. I know some of you want to talk about Aubameyang, who's deactivated his Twitter account tonight, uh, which is another thing in itself. But we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show, on the next show, if you're an audio listener. And uh, don't worry, we'll cover it all, as we always do. And 
There's a protest. There's a cronky protest at the Emirates Stadium at 6pm on Friday ahead of the game against Everton. So uh, if you're about, get down there. Let's uh, let's make some noise about it. Social uh, distance. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. We'll catch you later. Take care. Hello, Beatles. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.